two, one, okay. All right, guys, welcome to Elevate. It is an age-old tradition we have here. It's a tale as old as time. But I'm going to invite my friend, Grant Tucker. He's going to come up. He's got, a, he's got a can of pop. He doesn't even like pop or something. I don't know. Let's give him a round of applause, guys. He's not even going to drink this, so... It's for me. Okay, Grant, count us off. All right. Three, two, one. Wow, you guys went early. Try again. Three, two, one. Ooh, that was nice. That was, oh, that was, that was perfection. I'm going to... There's Coke. Oh, do you like Coke? Yeah, do you like Coke? No? He doesn't like Coke, everybody. He doesn't like Coke. What kind of, what kind of guy is... Okay. All right, so, man, it's good to be back here with you guys. I missed last week. I was here in the spirit. But, um, so, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually not preaching tonight. I got a good friend of mine and cousin. But before we um, bring her up, I just want to share with you guys something that we're doing as a church. As a lot of you guys know, um, Elevate Youth is a ministry of Journey Church, which um, is, our, is our church. And so as a church, Journey Church, we are doing something throughout the entire church. It goes from all the way to like the main service, all the way down to the kids' church and even the nurseries. And it's something called the 100-Day Dare. The 100-Day Dare, I'm sure a lot of you guys have already heard about this. But I just wanted to take a second and just share with you guys what the 100-Day Dare is. And the dare includes four different sections. And to do that, we have a video from our senior pastor, Sean. He's going to share with us what the 100-day dare looks like. So let's play that video. All right, here's what we're going to be doing in 2022 as a church. We're going to be doing something called the 100-day dare. I am so excited about this. The 100-day dare is based on a Bible reading program that goes for 100 days. Over the 100 days, we'll read a couple chapters a day, and it'll take us through the whole storyline of Scripture. Not through every chapter in the Bible, but we'll get an overview at the end of it, and we're going to kick it off for the first 100 days of 2022. Here's what's cool about that. January 1 is a Saturday. So we are starting off the year with a service, a church service on the very first day of the year. And the hundredth day when we'll end this is Palm Sunday. What a great thing of celebration. So we'll go a hundred days. Now the hundred day dare includes four dares. And the first dare is this. I dare you, if you're going to reset some things, I dare you to faithfully attend the weekend services throughout the hundred days of the hundred day dare and beyond. We want you to go beyond that, but let's reset some things in our life to recommit to the holy habit of the gathering. The second part of the dare is this, to read the 100-day Bible reading program with us. Everybody's going to be doing it all the way from our kids all the way through. We're going to be reading this together, and I'm going to preach a message each week that goes along with our Bible reading program, and it's going to be connecting our whole church. We'll be walking through this together. The third part of the dare is this. I challenge you, I dare you to serve somewhere on the weekend at Journey Church. And here, I'm going to challenge you even further. Don't just serve once a month. Serve three or four times a month. Serve, I mean, let's dig in. Let's lock arms. I know some of us can't do that, but some of us really need to reset this idea of outward focus, of serving other people. Uh, the fourth part of the dare is this, to get in and join a dare group. 
What's a DARE group, you say? Well, a DARE group are groups that we are starting that are gonna be unfolding over the next few weeks. You can go to journeykc.com groups and you'll see that there's not maybe much there now, but there will be, and you'll see all these groups begin to form over the next couple weeks. We're gonna have 30 or 40 or who knows how many of these groups that are already starting to come together and you'll be able to join them. Now, what's a part of a DARE group? A DARE group has four components so you can know uh, what this is all about. First of all, it's a start-stop group. So it'll start sometime in January and it'll end around the time of the 100-day dare ending. And so it's a, it's a short commitment, but it, I believe it's an important commitment to reset some things that are allowed. So here's what's part of a dare group. Number one, we have the dare. So you'll join together and you will say, hey, what has challenged me this week about our scripture reading? What has challenged me this week in the sermon? And you'll be able to hear what other people have been challenged with as well and how God is working in their life. The second part of a dare group is called the share. So we encourage you to share a meal together, share a snack together, share a dessert. Food is biblical. It's all throughout the Bible. There's something about gathering around a meal or food that just unites people together. The third part of a dare group is care. We want to we find out, are there any needs in this group, this new group of friends that we have, this new group of family that we could meet? Practical things. This is what it looks like to live in community with one another. So we want to practice these things. And the fourth part is prayer. Are there any prayer needs that we can meet in this group by praying for one another because we believe in the power of prayer? And so if you want to do those things, I dare you to join the 100-Day Dare. If you want to jump in and serve and you say, hey, I haven't gone through Discover the Journey yet. Listen, we got another one coming in January. It's okay. We'll go ahead and get you started even if you haven't uh, gone through Discover the Journey yet. As long as you're saying, I'm going to go in January, we'll go ahead and get you started. We want you to be a part of this. This is what it looks like in our church family right now for 2022 to reset roots in our church. All right, so this is very exciting stuff that we're doing as a church. And I just want to take a second and just explain to you guys what that means for us as a youth church, as Elevate Youth. And I've got some notes on my phone because I can't remember information at all, it seems like. But as a youth church, we're going to be um, encouraging everybody to participate in all four aspects of the 100-Day Dare. So uh, just to recap, that just means faithfully, um, faithfully attending the weekend services at Journey Church. Listen, if you guys don't have a home church on the weekend, um, I just want to encourage you guys to check it out on Journey Church. You can go to journeykc.com for service times. But we just meet right here. It's in the other side of the building. But if you don't have a weekend service or if your family's looking for a church, Journey Church is a really great place to go to. It's close to my heart. Um, so Journey Church is a great place for that. We're, attending, we're challenging everybody to um, attend the weekend services. Um, we're also challenging everybody to do the 100-day dare reading plan. And next Wednesday, we're going to be passing out um, sheets of paper on um, like some sort of like we're print we're getting them printed of the entire day for each day of what to read when. And again, it's only one or two chapters a day. Super easy. It takes like five to ten minutes to read. I'm sure we can all find five to ten minutes um, in our day to read um, the the dare plan. But I think it's really important to do that because we kind of get that positive peer pressure going where like everybody's reading it together. The third thing is to join a dare group. And we, he already talked about what dare groups are a little bit. But I believe dare groups, this is like where the most important part of the 100-day dare resides in, is these dare groups, are these dare groups. Um, what, what that will look like is all of our 
current existing tribes will turn into dare groups during the 100 day dare. So if you already go to a tribe, you're already in a dare group. That easy, that easy. If you're already in a tribe, you're going to be in the dare group already. And dare groups will meet twice a month, first and third Thursday at somebody's house. There will be food and drinks and snacks there like usual. And if you're not part of a tribe yet, um, we have sign-up sheets in the back of each of the tribe leaders. So you can see Andrew, Kelsey, Kayla, and Caitlin are our current tribe leaders. Um, I believe Kelsey's tribe is full, so just don't pick hers. But I think the other two, or the other three are, there's some room to grow in there. And we're also prepared to start more if we get full. So if you're not a part of a tribe, or if you want to be a part of a D.A.R.E. group, you can sign up on those sign-up sheets over in the check-in station. And the last thing is, um, we are daring everybody to serve somewhere on the weekend services. And at Journey Church, you can serve, I believe it's pretty young, at least 13. I'm, 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 I think I'm right on that. You can serve at least 13. Is it 11? 10. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. You, so that means everybody in this room can serve if they want to. Um, and it doesn't just mean... It doesn't just mean one thing. We have uh, positions where you can be the greeter at the front door, or if you, like, um, if you like babies, you can go in the nursery and hold babies for like 30 minutes, I guess. I don't know. I, don't, I have a baby on the way, but I don't like holding babies. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll like holding our baby, but I'm sure I will. But yeah, we're just challenging everybody to faithfully serve somewhere. Just find a place where you can serve on the weekend service. So anyways, that's the 100-day dare. Like I said, next week, we're going to be passing out the 100 Day Day reading plans that will start January 1st. And I will also be preaching along with the reading plan. So you kind of need to get on the reading plan to get the, the overview of what we'll be focusing on. Like pretty much every aspect of Elevate will be focusing on the 100 Day Dare. So that is really exciting. Like I said, look for more information next week. All right, we are going to continue our series that we started last week called Be a Giver. And to do that, I'm going to introduce Kelsey Poor. She's going to come up and bring a powerful message. Let's give her a big round of applause, you guys. Thanks. So what time am I supposed to be done? 7.38. No. What? What time am I supposed to be done? Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so it's been a while since I've been up here preaching. I'm normally up here, but, um, but I'm really excited for what I'm going to talk to you guys about. I've actually been excited ever since the beginning of this year about this specific message. So the anticipation has definitely been building, to say the least. Um, but before I jump into it, uh, I have a question. How many music lovers do we have in here tonight? That's a lot. That's most of, that's most of you. Um, yell out some of your favorite songs. Like, what's like one that's like on repeat right now? Let it be. <laughs> okay, well, I need four of you who are music lovers who want to uh, volunteer to come up and play a game. The winner does get a prize. Um, you with the plaid? Yeah. There's one. The one in the back? Yeah. Julie? Is that your name? Okay, you can come up. Hannah. Okay, you four, just um, stand up here. And it'll, yeah, you, uh, we'll have to see you guys, though. 
Okay, yeah, that's fine. So what we're going to do is I have seven songs that I've selected, and um, we're going to play it, and as soon as you know what it is, you raise your hand, and if you guess it correctly, you get a point. Well, why did you come up here? You don't know any of these? We'll, we'll see. So seven songs. The first one, here we go. As soon as you know it, raise your hand. Okay. You, wait. Yeah, it's Fireflies. Wait, what's your name? Cam uh, Cameron. Okay, Cameron. Uh, Otto. Otto? Hannah. Hannah. Julie. Julie. You said Cameron? Yeah. Okay, Cameron has one point. I'm going to need someone to help keep track. Okay, Cameron has one point. Could do the second song. The first word is don't. Don't. Don't, don't stop. Don't stop believing, there we go. Okay, that took forever. Okay, one point, one point. Hopefully we have more luck with the next song. Take a guess. Perfect? Yeah, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, Julie has a point. Next song. Chocolate, that's it. <laughs> okay, so two, one, one. Number five? Yeah, okay, he got it. <clears throat> um, you have three. Cameron has three points. Um, is this number six? Okay, six. That's not what it's, no, that's not called. He said over the rainbow.
It's rainbow something. No. Anyone have a guess? Rainbow something. He just said it. <laughs> what? Yeah, Hannah got a point. Rainbow Connection. Okay. Well, either way, Cameron's going to win, but let's do the last one. <laughs> yeah, it's raining tacos. Okay. Everyone give a hand to Cameron. He won the $10 vintage stock gift card. All right. You guys can go back to your seats. <laughs> That <sighs> All right, all right. All right, settle down, settle down, settle down. That took way longer than I thought it was going to be. I'd have to edit my sermon live while doing this. Um, <laughs> I tried to pick songs that I thought you all would know. Apparently, all, like a lot of you did, you're yelling it out. <laughs> okay, so we are in um, the sermon series, How to Be a Giver. And what I'm going to be talking about specifically tonight is worship. Surprise, surprise. Um, which worship is a gift that we get to give to God. So... Um, a reason why I've been really excited to talk about this tonight is because I think a lot of people believe that the only time we worship is when we come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and we all stand up and we sing songs together. And I'm going to maybe blow some of your minds with this next statement, but worship is more than a song. Singing songs is a part of worship, but it is so much deeper and bigger than that. One of the simplest ways that I have found to explain what worship is, um, is an outward expression or response to a revelation about God. So when we learn something new about God, like if, when we learn that he's the kindest person that we could ever meet, or when we learn about how his thoughts about us specifically are so good, and there's so many of them that they outnumber the sand and the sea or the stars in the sky, when we get new um, knowledge about God, of, about who he is, our response to that knowledge is worship. Or when we get a new experience, when we experience a deeper level of the love of God for us, our response to that is called worship. And there's lots of different ways to worship God. Um, the Bible talks about lots of them. Uh, I'm just going to name off a few of them really fast. In Ezra 3.11, it says that we can worship through singing and through shouting. In Hebrews 13.15, it says we can worship God just by giving thanks, just by saying thank you, by praying to him, by talking to him and thanking him for what he's done. 
In Psalms 150, three through five, it says that we can worship through playing instruments and dancing. And in Nehemiah 8, six, it says that we can worship God by surrendering to him. And that's just a few of the many different ways that we can worship God. But if we want a deeper worship and a more passionate worship, then we have to have a deeper understanding of who God is, which means we have to be willing to put in time and energy to get to know him. So think about it like, think of one of your closest friends. Does anyone in here like have a best friend? Or maybe you have a couple best friends. Yeah. So how did you become best friends? You became best friends. <laughs> oh, I see you too. You became best friends by spending time together, right? By spending time together, by being intentional with asking questions and having conversations and going to different places with them and finding out what they like and what they enjoy. So that when their birthday comes or Christmas comes, you know what to get them because you know who they are and you know what they enjoy. So just like that, when we get to know God more of who he is, then we can have this deeper and more passionate response of worship. Worship is more than a song. It's a way of life. Has anyone in here heard of Matt Redman? Some of you? Okay. He's a, um, he's a Christian worship artist. And back in the 1990s, he went to a church in England... And uh, this church, in their worship time together, they were experiencing kind of just like a dryness and an emptiness and a lack of passion in their worship. And so the pastor made an extreme decision. And they literally got rid of the sound system. They got rid of the speakers. They got rid of all the instruments. And all they had was the voices. And so for a period of time, the only time when they came together to worship, the only way to do it was just with their voices. And it was a little awkward at first, but they started getting back to the heart of worship and remembering why they did it. It's not because, it's not for the stage, it's not for the lights or the, how, for it to sound good. It's all about Jesus. And uh, the pastor, he challenged his congregation and he said, when you come through the doors on Sunday, what are you bringing as your offering to God? Because remember, worship is a gift that we get to give to God. And a crazy thing to th thought is that, think, the creator of the universe who made the heavens and the earth just by saying words made it so that the only way he can get our attention, our love, our worship, is if we choose to give it to him. He, he didn't make it, he didn't force us to love him. He gave us the choice. And so it's, it's not, and it's not that God needs our worship, you know, because he's complete in himself. He is the great I am, but he wants our worship and he wants your heart and so it's our privilege to get to give it to him because no one else can.
can give your worship or your heart to God for you. It's your choice to give it to God. And so this church in England, they stopped getting caught up in how they were worshiping, and they started getting caught up in who that they were worshiping. And they started encountering God in a fresh way. And out of this experience, a song was written, and you may have heard of it before. I think I've, we've played it. A time, it might have been a while ago. But it's called The Heart of Worship. And I want to read you some of the lyrics. It says, When the music fades, and all is stripped away, and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. He is the reason why we worship. So, before I come in a landing. What's all the, say, all the sayings? Wrap it up. Um, oh, that's good, because gifts. Okay. Um, I want to talk about one specific way um, to worship God, and that is through surrender. It's really only people who are in love who are willing to lay everything down. Romans 12.1 says in the message translation, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. So we're called to surrender. We're called to come and surrender to God. Back in 2017, story time, um, I went to a youth camp, a church youth camp, and it was the last time going as a student. Um, and I'd gotten through the whole week without crying. Which, for those of you who have been to church youth camp, you know that's rare. Because when you go to a place where you're like literally surrounded by people who are on fire for Jesus, and the worship, the songs, the, the preachers, the sermons, is like all anointed. I mean, you're, you're going to have some kind of encounter um, and be overwhelmed by the love of God. But somehow I had gotten to the end um, and hadn't like had a very big memorable experience, um, which, side note, you know, we don't, we don't go to God for experiences or for feelings. He did make create feelings, and he wants us to experience his love in a deep, powerful way. But we go to him because, because he's good and because we love him. Um, and so it was the last day, and it was the last sermon, and it was the end of the sermon, and he gave the one last altar call. And he called up anybody who wanted to lay down uh, their desire for a relationship, to get married, to have a family, like your timeline for it, um, how you want it to happen, everything, like coming and like basically surrendering your singleness. And so, you know what I mean. Um, and so that had been a very strong desire 
for me personally for a long time. And so because it was so close to my heart and because it mattered so much to me, I knew that I needed to come and lay it down and give it to God. And when I did, all the tears that were like held up through the whole week like just were released in that one moment. And honestly, it hurt. It was painful. It hurt because it was something that was very close to my heart and it mattered to me a lot. But because of that, because I was laying something down at the feet of Jesus that mattered, was important to me, I was making an outward confession to God and to the people around me that although this matters to me, God matters more. That although this is important, God is more important. And I believe that in that moment, God was overwhelmed by my love for him because he saw how much it mattered and, and how hard it was, but I still did it. I still came to the feet of Jesus and I laid it down because I decided he's worth it. And so I'm going to call the worship team up. Um, and as the worship team comes up, I want to talk a little bit about why we have a worship team. And there's two reasons. The first reason is because of God. Is because we believe that God is worthy. He's so good. He's so big. He's so loving and powerful that we want to give him our worship. We want to we want to sing songs that make him smile and that make him feel our love for him. And the second reason why we exist, the worship team, is for you guys. I, I speak for all of us who are on the worship team, am extremely passionate about providing opportunities for you guys to choose to worship God yourself and to come and and press in deeper into the presence of God. Because when we press in to the, the, to the presence of God, I know, and I know there's so many people in here who can say the exact same thing, that anything can change in God's presence. And I want to see you guys freed from things that have held you down from uh, heaviness, from depression or bitterness and addictions, because that's not who you are. And that's not, that doesn't have the power to hold you down if you come to Jesus. And so we sing these songs and we come up here because we want you guys to experience this loving God, this all-powerful God who wants to set you free, who wants you to feel his love but uh, I can't force you to do that. Just like God can't force us to love him, I want, I want you guys. See, this is what I'm like. It's been, I've been so excited and looking forward to talking to, uh, with you guys about this because the whole reason why I come Every Wednesday 
like I just said, is for God and is for you. Because I don't want to live a mediocre life, and I don't think anyone in here wants to live a mediocre life. And I know that that everything can change if we would just fix our eyes on Jesus. If we would take our eyes off of the world around us and even take our eyes off of ourselves and put our eyes on Jesus. Because then that's when everything is made clear. That's when chains fall off. That's when joy becomes overflowing and peace just wraps around us. And so... If we want deeper worship, we have to have a deeper understanding of God. We have, to, we have to remember what he's done and be willing to get to know him more. The only way that you're going to go somewhere that you've never been or get something that you've never got is if you do something that you've never done. And that means getting out of your comfort zones. But we have to fix our eyes on Jesus so that the reason why we're doing it is because we're caught up in him. So I'm going to invite you all to stand up. And um, I'm going to read one more scripture. It's not on the screen. So just listen. But I'm going to read it and then we're going to pray. And then we're going to literally have an opportunity to put into practice, to respond to this word with worship. So I'm going to read Psalms 23. And it says, God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. You have bedded me down in lush meadows. You find me quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let me catch my breath, and you send me in the right direction. Even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Your trusty shepherd's crook makes me feel secure. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head, my cup brims with blessing, your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. So God, right now, we come and We choose to respond to this word, God, this message. We choose to remember how you've already proven your love, how you've already been faithful to us. No greater love has anyone than this but to lay down his life for his friend, and that is exactly what you did. You laid down your life just to give us the choice to pick you back, to choose you in return, to love you in return. 
And so, God, we fix our eyes on you. And I, 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 I pray right now that in the name of Jesus, fear and insecurity would just fade away. God, I pray that tonight, for some people, it would be the first time that they worship you without fear of what they look like to the people around them. Because they're so caught up in you. Because their eyes are so fixated on you, on your love, on your heart, on the cross, that you said it is finished so that we could be called yours. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for making a way and for calling our name. And we choose to respond by saying yes, by pressing in deeper, by stepping out of our comfort zones and not hold back because you held nothing back from us. And so God, we want to give you everything in return because we love you and because you're worthy of it all. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is our home. And your presence is where we belong, God. And so we just press into you and we choose you, Jesus. And we worship you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, and all of our mind. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.